Hello, and welcome to another episode of Scavenger Life. This is episode number 497 at scavengerlife.com. Ryan, do you want to know how I'm feeling? <laughs> hmm. I have feelings of accomplishment this week. Okay, good. I think this is really important to talk about. I mean, just even us together, but I don't know anyone out there who runs a business. I think it is important to enjoy these feelings when you've been working on something hard. Yep. And it's getting close to being finished. Yeah. And you start realizing, like, it's all kind of coming together, you know, and all those, like, ups and downs and problems and tribulations, you know, have been solved. Yeah. And you've made it through to the other side. So specifically, like, with this coffee business we're doing, I feel like we are now into that stage of... A renovation where we're just like you know buying chairs and like yeah. buying art and rugs. Like, uh, <laughs> you you get to pick like uh, what kind of hooks are going to be on the wall. It's yep. like the the kind of fun easy stuff. And I start realizing like it's done. Like well, it's done. The yeah. sheetrock is done. Yeah, HVAC is done. Like, right this now. is a working. This will soon be a working property. The electric is done. And and that the and that really it's like the end of. Of a stage of a project. Yeah, it's the third stage, you know, it's the the finishing stage. Right. But it's also then the beginning of the next stage, which is like the business opening. And, you know, we're talking to our partners about like when we're actually going to open, which is obviously very difficult. Right now, if you're hearing this in the future, there's, you know, like a pandemic that is raging through the United States. So trying to open like an open, um, a public space where people would have to take their masks off to like drink coffee is very difficult to plan. Yeah. Anyway, we, the good news is we personally and our partners will be prepared to be open for it whenever. Yeah. It's okay to open. Yeah. And that's a, you know, it's a good feeling. Yeah. It's, it is kind of amazing. I mean, I don't know if I pictured what it would feel like to get here, you know, right? like you're just right in the middle of it for so much of the time that you're like, oh, we're actually going to probably open. (laughs) And and I can see that in, you know, this is, I mean, this isn't an uncommon feeling to us. I mean, at least not for me. I, I always try and you know see when we're doing good like when we started on ebay and we were like you were like hey we could sell stuff on ebay i was like what people would buy this stuff yeah and like let's go get it and then we start getting piles of stuff we'd look like hoarders (laughs) and we and we were developing a way to like how do we list i mean we have bags and bags of clothes because that's what we were yeah, doing clothes. back then how do we list all this stuff right. we had to figure out how do we store it you're right and then how do we store it and then we were figuring it all out and then it got to a point where i can remember it too i remember very clearly <laughs> yeah. we were actually temporarily staying in a friend's yes. like little guest house yes with with our with our inventory and our cats and it was just a very <laughs> chaotic moment in our life but i remember we were making about two thousand dollars a month yeah which was the number we needed to hit to be like ebay is paying for all of our bills and it really felt good you yeah know? we had it was not a a very logical system but we had a system that yeah. we understood yeah that worked right of listing and storing and finding things and shipping things you know yeah um 
I mean, it, it's it's those those moments where you know you do all this work to get to a point, and it's almost like you kind of blank out the purpose because you're like, I just have to get through this stage. It's like with our Airbnbs, like when you finish a renovation and like people start renting and staying there, you're like, oh, 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 we did it. Like oh, this it's was done? The, like this was the whole point. Like, Yeah, I like I, we're not just renovating this for no reason. Right, like I like with this coffee shop, like what we don't have to spend money on this forever. Like right, right, we're exactly. actually at the point where we don't have to spend much more getting this thing ready. Right. It's pretty much our our contribution to getting this place monetarily yeah is almost done and then you know the hope is money then starts coming back to us and right and you're like oh, yeah you're okay. like oh this that, is what it was that, for that's what the investment I mean, was for yeah. it's also for a community space like sure. you you were there doing some work yesterday all day actually and you said there were like so many people yeah. trying to come get coffees yep you know, because we have our big sign. We have up. a sign already on the building. We had a, a local sign painter. He's like a younger guy, and he's like doing the old ways. Yeah, so he like painted, painted it right, it on, the right on the brick. It really looks good. We did it several months ago because we wanted to open when it's probably going to be still cold, and he won't be able to paint. So we got it painted when it was still yeah. warm. So. People see it when they drive by. <laughs> and they think it's a coffee shop. Especially out of towners. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a good feeling and I always I always go and open the door and just say hi to them and yeah. like we, we, we actually have a sign that explains when we're Yeah, but nobody reads think the we're sign. Open, but, <laughs> uh, but you know, in in with along with this feeling, or at least for us, a feeling of like accomplishment. We, and we've been having these conversations already when we take our walks in the evening time. Yes, that's our when, when we stroll along the Hawksbill Creek, yes. we ask ourselves, do we want to start on another project? Oh my God. You know? How crazy uh, are we? Because, it, and, and, that, and I remember too, when we you know, got to where we were selling $2,000 a month on eBay, we would have this, we would question ourselves like, so should we keep building the business? Right. What do we do? Do yeah. we like how many items do we want in our store? I mean, I hear people uh, in our community talk about that. Like, how big of a store right. do you want? You yeah. Know, do you? Uh, and that's a good question. Yeah. You know. Uh, I mean, we chose to keep growing our eBay store till we built a twenty thousand dollar warehouse behind our house. Yeah. 20 by hey 20, that building is so useful by 40 yeah. for so many reasons and but but then for us i can confidently say we are at the exact right size we want to right right this size like, works for us like i'm not yeah. thinking like oh we're gonna outgrow that building we're no buy like this that's, is the right that's good like we kind of like <laughs> we found our leveled limit. off we're right. like that's a good limit we can have less Right. We can have a little bit more, well, but this is we have we we could still grow. We could probably go twice, get twice as big we in could. our eBay store in our current building. Yeah, we could if we got rid of a bunch of other stuff in there. Just wood and we we keep a lot of our rental supplies I like my out wood. there. I like I know, my wood. I know there's a, and when we say wood, we don't mean firewood. We mean like. Wood for building and creating things. Right, scat- you don't yeah. build things, but right. you keep the wood for right. other people to build. Yeah, and I us. will say, in our coffee shop, it made me so. It's such a satisfying thing. We had been gathering, you know, 
we see on Craigslist some old houses yeah. getting torn down. We'll go and get all the wainscoting, or you know, it's just. I yeah. think with HD TV, people see all that stuff now. It's like it's a it, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, I get all this beautiful wood, and then I'm like, what are we going to do it on? And the uh, coffee shop we uh, used. I don't know if we posted any. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, we like use this wainscoting. It looks so good. Yeah, and then we uh, used. Um, uh, all this other wood that I had, yeah. and I still have so much. There's still so much cool in the vintage back. wood, but yeah. it's anyway. Well, uh, it got used. I mean, that that was it was funny because we've been holding on to that wainscoting, wainscoting, um, also known as beadboard, for so long. But we were like, "What are we going to do yeah. with this?" And it just looks so. But just like our eBay store, if you're patient enough and you're willing to hold on to it enough, because I think I've yeah. been holding on to it for seven, six, seven Ooh, years. Yeah. We'll always find a way. But it, it looks um, so beautiful. But I but I do, just to kind of wrap up this part of the thought. Wrap it's it just, up. Uh, it's, it's good to work hard. <laughs> trials and tribulations. We cry a lot. A lot of stress. Mm-hmm. That's just part of starting a business. And then it's good to have that feeling of accomplishment. But then, yeah, then it's about, okay. It's like we've we've climbed the mountain... Yeah, and then you're like, oh, there's, there's more mountains. Like this like, is not know, the top do, of the mountain, but but maybe we're cool. Let's just build our home right here. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, choices. As I feel you like with say. eBay, we are at the place we want to be. Like this is about as big as yeah. we want to get. We we have room to grow. Like like if we found a bunch of cool stuff. We have room for. We could handle it. But like, yeah. I don't want. We we have one person helping us take pictures. It's like. Yeah. I, I don't need five people yeah. like and 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 it's interesting when when I hear other people who are like, yeah, I mean, I rented like a giant warehouse, right I have ten people working for me, yeah, I'm buying stuff every day at auctions. Yeah. I'm like, that's awesome, yeah, it's I don't want to do that well, but I mean look it's it's also I don't want to do that because. What did I do yesterday? Well, I listed a bunch of stuff on eBay, but I also shipped coffee and I shipped eBay and I did laundry and put laundry out. Like we have other business and I I started editing a video for one of our clients. So it was like when you're not just doing one thing, you know, if we were just doing eBay too, I would probably fill my time with eBay, you know, of course, but we're not. I know. So... The nice thing is about having a multiple streams of income is that there's always a fallback. Like when you really yeah, get sure. frustrated, you've told me before, yes. I just want to sell everything. Let's get rid of everything. <laughs> I just want to sell on eBay <laughs> and I just want to sit here and list yeah. with my cats. And that's, you know, yeah. hey, it's a choice. I did that yesterday. But, that, that, but, but speaking of, so with the feeling of, coffee, of finishing this coffee shop, it's going to be open. It's going to take six months to a year from now. We're going to be speaking January 2022, yeah. and we'll be able to say how that coffee shop went, because yeah. we're going to put a significant amount of time showing yeah. up. I'm going to be, we're going to be making coffee. Yep. Can I help you? Okay. Yep. Would you like giving a little some snacks food with and that? food, yeah. all um, that stuff? Yeah. So, uh, so the question is, and we don't have an answer for it. What's next? Do, you know, <laughs> are we done Renov- doing renovations. I think I think I, I'm I pr- pr- pretty sure the answer. Are you not pretty sure the answer? 
what, what scenes? Are we done? Question mark. No, I don't think we are. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. I have like I have like I literally this is something I was doing yesterday on my computer which I didn't tell you I was like writing up a plan for like what? another business that we've talked about what in quotes not our business right. but something we would make one of our buildings into wow um, the cobbler shop building so cool. I was like typing up yeah. like what the plan slash yeah. partnership slash collaboration yeah. would be for that one but. Something I do so. want to remind you, and I think that this is a good, and this is like, don't even, I'm not even thinking about the podcast, it's just you. Yeah. This is like, though, good to us to recognize that anything we do from here on out is a choice. Yes. So if yes. we choose to take on another project, which can be stressful and yeah. cost us money, yeah. it's because we're choosing to do it. Right. We want to do it. So yeah. it's, it's good to be like, like... Like, no We're one's making charge. you do this. Right, no one's making you do this. Like, like you don't have to. Right. I mean, there there are times when, you know, you just are in the thick of it, and you're just like, right. why does anybody do this? It's nuts. But, you know, just like with eBay, though, I, it is interesting, like, when you get a, a, a system going. Yeah, right. You're like, why should I stop? Why would I stop? Let's just keep going. Yeah. I mean, and I guess at some point, you just feel like, okay, I've, yeah. Yeah. A system's great, but I'm not... I like, don't want to do it It's anymore. taking more of my energy than yeah. it's giving back. Yeah. So. All right. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Um, so eBay. Yes. Our the, week on The point eBay. of this podcast. Right. Um, I need you to give me a little bit of, of a runway here to talk about something. When don't I give you <laughs> a lot of runway? <laughs> I'll try and keep this uh, short and sweet. So I love to hear people talk on our forum about their businesses, you know, and yeah. some people are willing to share. Everyone's like pretty much anonymous. Like these, yeah, I, yeah. I don't really know anyone's name. They're just like go by like little nicknames. Yeah. Like I, I don't know where people live. So right. I don't think I'm talking out of turn or telling anyone like their personal business and they're posting it on the internet publicly. So it doesn't really matter. Okay. So this is one guy, Simplicio. Simplicio. Yeah. In Canada, right? He's, he's in Canada. I do know that. Canada. Uh, he really just has a super interesting business. I don't know a whole lot about it, but from what I gather... And, and this was going back to the other day when I was saying, like, you know, we try and I try and identify with other sellers and not compare. Because if I compare, I'm just like, oh, he's, oh, yeah. he's doing so much better. Yeah. Like, I'm such a loser. I just identify <laughs> like, oh, sure, he's, sure. he's like doing this cool thing. Like, I don't want to do that, but I can appreciate cool. what he does. Yeah, and I sure. can like maybe borrow some Learn some things. stuff from Because we've talked about it, that there is like a scavenger equation. Yes. And that equation is like the cost of goods. Right. So how much it costs you to go buy stuff. Your patience. Right. Are you willing to sit on things yeah. for them to sell? Or are you really impatient and like things have to sell like this week? Right. Uh, your storage. That's another yeah. part of the equation. Are Do you, you have storage? Are you working out of like a second bedroom in your house? Right. And that's all you have? And that's like your thing or are you willing to take over the basement yeah build a building do you have rent to a, rent yeah, a space I mean, like that's a you know, cost uh and then you know how much things sell for so are you finding things that are like is it like a amazon kind of thing where things are selling for five dollars right. or are you 
doing things where you're selling things for like five hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, so those are all parts of the equation, and that's why all of our stores can be different. All of our stores yep. can be fine. It's just we each have to figure out because that that right there creates a lifestyle. Yeah. So for instance, Simplicio. Mm-hmm. I'm probably saying it wrong, but okay, that's the way I'm going to say it. Um, he goes to auctions and buys industrial parts. Mm. That's what I've gathered. Okay. I don't know what he, you know, it's like. It's a like, mystery. Like elevator parts, or I don't know. <laughs> it's parts, but when he posts elevator his parts. numbers, it's not uncommon for him to sell $5,000 worth of inventory in a week. Right. You're like, that. those are big ticket items. Compared right? to, uh, you know, and he, and he might only sell like 20 things. I mean, you know, so he's making a lot of money. Right. And he's selling fewer, oftentimes fewer items, but each item he can be making $800 on an item. Yeah. And it's really impressive. And we were talking on the, there are several of us talking about like, you know, we show our numbers every week. Yeah. We started doing this in like 2013 or something. Because I was getting frustrated when I would see other resellers, mainly on YouTube and mainly people who sold on Amazon, they would share screenshots of their like Amazon account. Yeah. And it would just show their gross profit. And it always kind of bugged me because I didn't feel like it would, it was giving a true version. It was their gross numbers. So I put like kind of a lazy man's, you know, what everyone sees on, if you go to scavengerlife.com every week from back to 2013, you can see our weekly numbers. And I try and, it's really like a, a lazy man's version of accounting, <laughs> where I just show like our yeah. first sales, cost of items sold, cost of helpers, you know. Yeah. So you can kind of see what we make. Right. And if you imagine... It's not $5,000 a week. <laughs> eBay, and when we were doing PayPal, eBay takes about 25% of that. Yeah. You can kind of imagine how much is in our right. pocket. Well, he does those numbers too. He does them in a little bit of a different way that works for him where he's really about cash flow mm-hmm. because he makes a lot of money and sells things for much higher than we do. But we were talking, he pays so much money in inventory mm-hmm. costs. So we have not done our yearly taxes yet. Not yet. But Soon. I would be surprised if we spent more than $5,000 on uh, inventory in if, 2020. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oftentimes when I go to auctions, I mean, if we spend $500, if we spend $1,000, it's just like, what's going on? My truck is like Beverly Hillbillies. (laughs) I've like strapped, you know, there's like 30 boxes and furniture. Oftentimes some of that stuff we will put in our rental. So it's not really like rugs and stuff like that. So anyway, that's, that's part of our equation. Is that we don't spend a lot of money on our inventory. Right. We're patient. Right. And we do okay. You know, he spends, he spent, he said, $35,000 American dollars. He think it was like 45 Canadian just on inventory. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot, that's a I mean, lot that's of money. Like, that's a lot of know, money. $3,000 a month. But, you know, how much is he making? Right. So, so that's why for him, when he does his numbers, he shows his cash flow right. because he may make he may have sold five thousand dollars in like elevator parts, right? Which I'm just like, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it's amazing. But he may have also spent 
$4,000 that week at an auction. Oh, and other stuff. Buying like airplane propellers right. or something, you know? Uh, so, yep. so for him, he needs to have a lot of cash on hand. Right. To, Our to business is different because, right. yeah, if I go to an auction and I'm all in, I may spend $1,200 and that's, we always have $1,200. Like I'm, yeah, I'm, like I'm we, not worried about we cash have flow. A, we right. have a, a savings. What, you know. what's, what's concerning to me is I come home and I have 30 boxes and furniture all tied to my truck. I'm like, where am I going to put this? Yeah. And how are we going to put all this stuff up on our store? Yeah. Like, like this is going to take a long sold. time yeah. to list. Right. Exactly. You know? And for him, I think he sells a lot of, uh, you know, he'll buy $4,000 in parts, but there might only be three SKUs. Exactly. I don't know. It's for sure, but that's just what I imagine. It's in bulk. And people yeah. like him. Right. He's, you know, so for him, $4,000 is a lot of money to spend on one auction. But he only has three SKUs, and he could, in half an hour, these are modern items, too. So there might be barcodes or there's like... Part numbers. Part numbers. Yeah. So he, in in just like half an hour, over uh, a plate of, what's his, poutine, (laughs) he has all those items up on his store already. Yeah. And he could sell them the next day. Right. Whereas we... Don't spend a lot of money on inventory. I bring all this stuff home. It may take us three months. Right, to get it. To get all that stuff yeah, up because exactly. it's all vintage, no barcode, yeah. rare. Some of it, individual I'm like, items. I have no idea even what this thing is. There's no multiples. Yeah. You know, so his store, our store, they both work. We both choose. We've both made a choice as to what kind of store we want. And again, we all just have to find the right equation, you know? Yeah. And, it, and, and That's it, a new t-shirt. So what's, what's your, your equation? equation? Oh my God. What's you your are, scavenger equation? You're like the worst. <laughs> I mean, the whole point is to have a store that you're interested in. Like I wouldn't want to have a store right. like that. Right. And he probably wouldn't want to have a store like me. Right. Like yeah. you, you sold a crystal vase like right. that was for $30. Right. Like what is all of this junk? Yeah. When, you know, yeah. I think that too right. sometimes. And, and that there's plenty of sellers that, I don't know, they, they would come on and argue all the time with, with me about how dumb our business is because, you know, <laughs> In they're the beginning. The, you know, because they were the kind yeah. of guys who were just like, I just want to buy like $500, yeah. I mean 500 items of the right. same thing, put up put a it, skew. Put up one, yeah. Like, you know, they're like, I go to a, a flea market, I buy a carload of stuff, I list it while I'm sitting in the parking lot, I'm already shipping by the time I'm home. Are you I'm making like, fun of those people, Jay? Are no, I'm not making fun of them. I'm just like, uh, I don't it's know. Just, it's just not... The way we do it. It's just when, everybody does yeah. it differently. Right. That's that's the that's the theme yeah. of the day, and that's fine. Right. Like you said, it's not about like comparing and being like, oh, we're not like that. We must be a failure. We're like, oh, it's interesting that he does it that way, huh? Yeah. I bet I could learn. Do some I stuff. want to be like that? Do I want to I'm do like, that? Maybe yes or no? I just dump all this stuff and let's just do that. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Our numbers. Yes, yeah, speaking of selling stuff. Our gross sales. Yes. $1,080.57, not including yeah, shipping. Yeah, it was a little bit slow. You know, our goal is to gross $1,000 right. a week. Which we made. We made barely yeah. our goal. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, it was just slow. It was just kind of, you know. It's really funny because, like, just a side note, I was talking to my sister yesterday. She works at, like, a high-end boutique. Um, it's, like, home goods and jewelry. It's, like, home goods and books and jewelry. Like, amazing, incredible, beautiful stuff. And she was she called me on the phone yesterday while she was walking home from work. And she's like, it's so... She's. We were both saying retail is so weird because... There'll be times where it's super slow. And then, you know, in the holidays, it's so crazy. And then right off the the holidays, it's slow. And then yesterday, she's like, I sold like several thousand dollars worth of jewelry Mm. at her. She didn't own the store, but, you know, she works there. And she's like, I don't know why. Like four people came in and just like bought engagement rings and like gold necklaces. And it's just funny because it's like that on eBay too, where you're like, there's some weeks that you're like, this is crazy. I'm having sales all day long in the middle of January. And then there's days where you're just like, did we even, we did not sell right. a single thing today. Right. We sold, I sold uh, an $11 t-shirt, you right. know, like, which, why do I even have an $11 t-shirt? <laughs> I don't know, but I do. Um, yeah. So yeah, retail and eBay are also so funny like that. You know, you're like, how do you know why? Why was the week like this? I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean that's and that's why it's a mystery. And that's just why with you know when I hear people, new sellers especially, who get really worried about their sales, they're like, "I didn't sell anything all day. Right, my store is over. With it's no it, one yeah, will ever right. buy. You know, never like, come no, back. you got to fill up your store enough. So there's always something to find. Yeah, and you'll hit a number to where you'll have daily sales. Yeah, and that's just exactly. And if you aren't, then you maybe you think of find something like else. Maybe like, you need to diversify. If you're just selling. Something specific, maybe not enough people want that. I don't know. Yeah, but like things we sold, like our biggest sale was a brass kettle, like uh, uh, it, for one hundred twenty-five dollars. And when we say kettle, I mean it, it was like an apple butter bucket right. kettle thing. Yeah, not like I do not know like a tea kettle. Where we are, people are really into apple butter. Not yeah. like a giant one. Those not like a cauldron. Hundreds and hundreds yeah. and hundreds of dollars. It's like, it would be like a stovetop. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was big though. I mean, I had yeah. to put it in a big box. It sold for what? A hundred? 125. Yeah. Like I love a sale like that. I think we've had it for at least a year. A couple of years. Uh, yeah. I think we, I think you took a picture of it. Yeah. So that oh, was, wow. that was a few years. We sold some markers for $120. It yeah. was like um, a guy. Is a woman. Oh, a woman. Yeah. Sorry. I just assume. So it's a woman. Assume? I yeah. don't know. Just in my head, I was thinking. Uh, bought a bunch of different markers from us. And this is from, man, it's been, again, four years ago. Yeah. I found two shopping baskets yeah, at shopping the Goodwill. Cards. I filled it up. You went back the next day. Of vintage markers. Yeah. And so, uh, and people collect markers these are slow sellers though now these Uh, ones were overhead projector markers that she was actually going to use in her classroom that was her whole which is so funny because i'm like why would you buy vintage ones that are used when you could just buy them on staples or amazon I, i didn't understand it but here's a good example of someone asking for a deal mm. and like going through the details of the deal so that I say yes. Mm-hmm. She was like, I want every single color you have of these overhead markers. Mm-hmm. I can pay $20 a box in- plus shipping. Instead of 40 Instead of 40 Right. Because these are like, you know, collector's items, whatever. But she added it up. She's like, that's $120 in your pocket. In your pocket right now. And, and like she... Mm-hmm. 
she had asked me a couple of weeks ago and I had kind of been like, no, because right. she hadn't really given me specific numbers. I was just like, you can make right. an offer. But it was interesting how she was smart where she laid it out for me. And right. I was like, oh, I'll take $125. She made the deal easy. Yeah, she made it easy for Instead me. of like people that are like, that thing's a piece of junk. Like, What's your best price? I wouldn't pay $5 for that, but I'll give you 7 you know. Yeah, uh, and so yeah. I, I thought that was a really good example of someone laying it out. And then I was like, cool, make an because I make offer on those. I said, make an offer on every single one for 20 mm-hmm. I'll accept them, and I'll send you a combined shipping invoice. And that's what we did. It was great. Yep. I was like, thank you. We sold an 1800s Valentine's Day card. Yes. For thirty dollars to someone in Great Britain, maybe somebody's going to give a Valentine's if it Day gets card there <laughs> for Valentine's Day. Yeah, it was it was like a pop up card. It was right. like a, a Victorian pop up Valentine. It was really cute. Um, right. I love selling stuff like that. And it's interesting. We know sellers that that specifically um, uh, sell ephemera. Yeah, so that's like paper ephemera. You know where they have you know, and they'll have like thousands. Of items on eBay, yeah, little pieces of paper, yes. cards, postcards, pictures, and I'm sure their inventory stuff. is like two filing cabinets. Like there's one lady I know <laughs> in uh, Long Island, and mm-hmm. when she does post her numbers, I mean she'll sell like 200 items in a week. Yes, yes, of ephemera. ephemera. You know, it's amazing. Uh, I like ephemera. Like I used to always think it was like so worthless, but it's not. I think it's interesting, but it's. A small part of our store because I think the overwhelming part is uh, listing it. So, you know, it's, you know, you can go buy 10 boxes of ephemera. It's all there are hundreds and hundreds of pieces of paper in each of those boxes. And And you're like, what? You have to go through each one and you have to like do some research and list it. And how are you grouping it? Like, like we had a bunch of letters from a local family, like a mom and dad. And I was like, how do I group these? Like, these are love letters from before they got married. These are from their kids when their kids went to college. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, I guess I'm, you know, you got to figure out how you're selling them. Or here's one letter from, you know, some important kind of letter that you I mean, if you have to really be into it, it's just like our friend, uh, what is it, Spend a Cheater? Yeah. uh, uh, Who sells only postcards. How many postcards? He has like 20,000? I think that's just on eBay, but he also just has like, you know, when he goes to like postcard conventions, he's so into it. He's so passionate. He's so knowledgeable and it's so awesome and he does really well and uh, it's just not... I, I could never do that. Yeah, like, I don't like have, a different kind of stuff. I don't have the passion for postcards. That he or the does. patience, yeah. yeah. So it's just like, uh, you know, again... I can identify. I can appreciate. Yes. It. I can learn some stuff from him. Absolutely. I don't have to be his store. He can appreciate it. it what I do, he may be even be hearing this. Hey, in Maryland, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, but he doesn't have to sell like we do. You know? But also, like someone like him, you really learn how to do inventory from Seriously, because if right? you screw up your inventory, yeah. you're never finding right. that postcard again. Um. Customer issues. We we did not scavenge anything this week. We have been eating into again talking about. Buying. I thought we bought stuff at the at the place. Was that this week or was last that this week? week? I feel like that was anyway. I don't know. The last time we bought, I thought we talked about it last week was 
Yeah, because your your mom was here this week. So oh yeah, we my that. mom brought me a bunch of her inventory. Yeah, I guess we didn't did. really scavenge that. She right. brought it to us because she's cleaning out all That's her right. like big bulky inventory. She brought us stuff that she hasn't. She never put on eBay. She yeah, a bunch of it hasn't it. been on eBay. Yeah. So that was much appreciated. Yeah, we haven't even gone through. It, I know so. that's the whole thing. Uh, customer issues. Um, it's this is a, like a positive note. Someone new to eBay. We were the first thing they ever bought. They yeah. Bought, yes. They bought a couple plates. Yeah. We get a message from them and they're like, huh, there's some chips on these. How do I return them to you? And y- you were really good. Y- you told the buyer. Yeah. Check out the photos and the description. I show these two chips. I told you about them. So if you want to return them, you can. But, but be at it was cost. described. Yeah. And the person said. Oh, I apologize. I didn't know that. I'll just chalk this up to... A learning experience. Wow. Wow. You're like, what? Yeah, they had like one feedback. And I mean, I was like, sure, I'll take a return. But I took photos of it, put it in the item condition and in the description. That They they were like these tiny little... I think people call them like flea bites. Yeah, it was like these tiny little... (laughs) But But I did describe them as such. So, um, So, but that was... But most people would just return it anyway. I don't know. But now uh, I'm hoping we're kind of everyone in this on in this country is now towards the end of the package problem. Are things getting okay? So here's the deal. So I am seeing things from the beginning of December still moving. Wow. Yes, I had someone message me a couple times. Two or three people. Yeah, it was just a handful. A handful, not even like two things that just were not getting scanned. And, um, they were like, where is this? Is it lost? And I said, I don't think it's lost. I think that stuff is still backed up at certain hubs and it's going to get scanned. One of them is this brass tray that I sent to Connecticut. It got scanned like the day after. So I kept updating her saying Mm -hmm. this got scanned in New Jersey. So it's coming to you. It got to her yesterday. One of the buyers opened a case, which is fine. I said it was fine. I was like, it's fine. I I know it's on its way. It got scanned on the 28th. Right. um, But I understand why you would open a case. And and they were both of them were good. They were just like, I know it's not your fault. But, you know, where is this thing? And I I just look... There is stuff that has been sitting somewhere. Now, the other thing, too, is which is an issue. I sent stuff out on, I think it was December 9th, and that stuff is super delayed for Mm. some reason. Everything else after it has been moving and delivered. There was like a little chunk of that week where stuff just did not get to our hub, or it got to the hub, but it didn't leave the hub. So I'm like, why is this still happening? So... I I feel like other sellers are going to jump on here and say, yeah, half my stuff is like moving and delivered and a chunk of my stuff is like just sitting in a warehouse. And I do want to remind people, we love the United States Postal Postal Service and the men and women out there who are are working. We know it's not an easy job. I know it's not their fault. It's just frustrating when people are asking for their money back. And you're like, I swear it's on its way. I know it is. Uh, We we did have one buyer who like bought something on a Monday and then Wednesday opened up a case. I don't know how they were able to open it. Where is my item? And they opened up a nut. And they paid media (laughs) mail for it. I'm like, dude, on a regular week, this is going to take at least nine days to get to you. Yeah. 
It is funny when people choose the cheapest way to ship yeah, something. especially media. And they can often be the most aggravating. <laughs> Where is it? Because they're like, they want like they express want overnight priority <laughs> service, but they want to pay for yeah. parcel, you know. And media. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, let's take the comments or questions that people sent this week. Okay. You can email us an audio file from your phone. Our email is thescavengerlife at gmail.com. Or you can call our voicemail line. The phone number is 540-407-8486. Hi, Jane Ryan. This is Jason in Kansas. I uh, just ordered some more coffee. My mom will be very excited. It's yet another kind. So I, I love all the variety that you have. And I keep telling her to pick her favorite, but she just like, just order a different one, order a different one. So I will on your last podcast. Uh, you guys talked about boxes and organizing boxes. The girl that left the message said that, you know, she said she had way too many in one size and so she got rid of them and she got down to like five of the size that she she would keep. And, and that's great. But what do you do with all the boxes that you're getting rid of? Do you just throw them in the recycle bin and let them pile up somewhere in a warehouse? Or do you pull the tape off, break them down flat, take them to the farmhouse, rake back the mulch, lay them down, and put the mulch back over as a weed barrier so you don't have to do as much lawn care on your rental properties or on your main property. Food for thought. Uh, thanks for what you do, and have a great week. Okay, just to be clear, I almost never get rid of boxes. Um, that's us. And if I do get rid of boxes, I either, like you said, compost them, put them on our garden beds, um, or burn them. I feel like we're getting close to box overload. Yeah. And I keep being worried, but we seem to sell enough weird things that we're able to eat into it. I but, have started breaking boxes. Down but yeah, right. like I use boxes on my garden beds, so I... Yeah. I right now my garden beds are covered in cardboard yeah. to keep you know so the uh, worms are warm under there it's still <laughs> a working and then I'll uncover it but and, like just today you bought a bunch of, bought brought a bunch of boxes from the coffee shop of like little things we were using and I'm either going to ship stuff in them or if they're not usable for shipping yeah. we burn them in the I also tear up pieces of box to help start our fire start the fire yeah, yeah. exactly um, so yeah yeah no i mean those are almost never do boxes just go to the recycling center yeah in our house hi jay and ryan this is leroy and i'm calling from fresno california and i've been selling on ebay since 97 and i've been listening to the scavengers since uh jay and wendy and <clears throat> i started an airbnb and um, really enjoy the show, listen to it whenever I can. My Airbnb recently got burned down in the California Creek Fire, but before that happened, I was having a similar issue with the Internet. And I <clears throat> found a device called an International Power Controller that was very popular in the heyday of um, dial-up internet and basically it's a device that listens to the telephone line and on the fifth or sixth or seventh ring it will power cycle and they use, they use these in modem banks because the modem would not auto answer after a while it'd get hung up and so if somebody was calling and trying to connect and the modem didn't pick up soon enough then 
the modem got rebooted by this device. And you can find these. It's called an International Power Controller, or IPC. And you can find them on eBay for usually about $60. And um, it worked for us because we had to have DSL, so we had to pay for a phone line, even though we didn't want a phone in our Airbnb. So if anybody complained about the Internet, all I had to do was call the phone number that nobody knew and that there was no telephone attached to. And on the seventh ring, all of the electronics would be rebooted. A very simple solution. Um, you can even post a note if the Internet goes down, call this number and let it ring seven times. <laughs> anyway, uh, love the show and uh, always like hearing your guy, you guys uh, podcast every week. Bye. Wow. Um, that's so interesting because we also have DSL over there. Um, so I wonder if that is a way to do it. I did buy a Wi-Fi connected um, outlet that has a timer. You know, if it's Wi-Fi connected and the Wi-Fi mm. goes down, I can't really do anything. But if I, like, have it reboot, you know, every night at 4 a.m., right. I might just do that. So they sell them, as you said, for, uh, like, lights and stuff. Yeah, like... So if, if you go out of town or something. Yeah, and they're, and they're also controllable over the Internet. So you're like, uh, I want to make sure that lights are on before I get home tonight. Right. Power on. But what we could do is just set an automatic schedule yeah. where it's just like turns on, turns off. Right. Like, it's that's all that's all I do when I go over there is I go into the app and I or unplug it and right. reboot it and then start it, you know, up five minutes later and it seems to clear out the cache or whatever. Um, I do want to say I'm so sorry to hear that your Airbnb burned down yeah, in the California Creek fire. That is devastating. Yeah. Um so I I guess I'm wondering if you have a insurance and you have another airbnb of course i'm curious about that so but thank you i i, I am going to look this up because this is interesting i do have a phone number associated with that account even though we don't have a phone line over there there is a phone line just for the dsl and there is a phone number i should try to call it and see what happens i don't really know hey Jean ryan this is brian from illinois I got a question for you about Pirate Ship. I used it for the first time this week. I think I saved a dollar and a half or so on postage, which was nice. But uh, I, I don't know. I think I'm maybe I'm doing it the hard way. Do you have to go there and copy and paste the address from uh, PayPal or eBay or somewhere and, type, and put it into Pirate Ship? I know they accept Excel uh, uploads, but maybe I'm doing it the hard way. And also, uh, I was looking, I, I still use GoDaddy Bookkeeping. I don't think I can suck the uh, expenses from uh, Pirate Ship into, into the, that bookkeeping software. But how do you handle that part of it as well? Thanks. Okay, number one, there's a sync option with eBay on Pirate Ship. So um, all you have to do is give Pirate Ship permission to sign into your store and you can just sync there's an import, there's like an import button. It's kind of like Inkfrog or 6-Bit or like any of those that you like give eBay permission to kind of grab your info. So that's what I do. So anything that needs to be shipped, there's a list of it. And then once you print labels for those things, they come off of the list. Um, so that's way, way easier than typing in your addresses or uploading an Excel sheet. Don't, don't do that. Um, the second part is for GoDaddy bookkeeping. Um, I mean, for pirate ship, I pay for, uh, all the labels with my credit card. So 
um, I just use that as like an expense. You're like, you know, how you can teach like your bookkeeping software, hopefully if it works, um, you know, every time you see pirate ship on, on this credit or debit card, that's a shipping expense. Like that's how I do it with our bookkeeping. So it should be that easy. Hi, Scavenger Life. This is Laura in Kansas City. I'm a new listener. However, I feel like an old listener because I've listened to hours of you guys. Thank you for everything that you do. Um, you guys inspire me. I'm just calling to tell you about my newest find. I was at an estate sale and I bought in a bag of matches from a guy like a hundred boxes of matches and several of them are from Air Force One. I've got them all posted on eBay and have a lot of interest. Hopefully I'm going to make some money on that. I just thought it was a fun thing to buy. I wasn't looking to profit off of that. But anyway, thanks for all you do. Keep up the good work. I wish I was a coffee drinker and I would buy your coffee, but I'm not. I'm a Diet Coke drinker. Take care. Ah, uh, Diet Coke drinker. That's so weird. People don't drink coffee. <laughs> they get their caffeine wow. elsewhere, man. They good want that them. cold bubbly. Yeah, I wonder how old those matches are, uh, if you can date them, because I wonder if they still do match. You know, like people don't smoke on airplanes anymore. I so. have some matches. People collect those for sure. Yeah, but I mean, like, let's say... You're now President-elect Biden. Right. And you're on Air Force right. One. You're not lighting like, a match. Is he handing out a matches to people? Like, <laughs> why do you need matches? So I wonder if it's like maybe from, let me see, people stopped smoking on planes in the 80s 90s? or 90s? 80s? God, 90s. People smoked on planes in the 90s? I How can s- that be? I want to say... It got no. to it got to be where there was like a smoking section. No, on, like I think that was the eighties. We got to Google it because okay. I was you know a young teenager in the nineties and I was flying places like to summer camp and stuff. Mm. And I just there's re- no way anyone. I just was remember when I moved to New York, uh, and I was there two thousand, and mm-hmm. it was uh, what's his name uh, Bloomberg was the mayor. Yeah, and he was the first mayor in the whole country. Yeah. To ban smoking inside of like restaurants and inside of places. And people were like, this is nuts. Like this guy's insane. And then it was, it was like finally someone said something logical and everyone was like, yeah, yeah. like great people smoke in your house, smoke outside. It's fine. But like, don't smoke in places. Yeah. Like don't smoke inside. And anyway, why am I talking? I don't know. But yeah, I think. Please call back. I'd love to know how much Air Force One uh, matches go for. for. Those are pretty neat. That's really interesting. Okay. That's all the calls we had this week. Cool. Uh, Just because I got to throw it in there. I was kind of, when Ryan was answering those things, I was entering the orders. Coffee orders. We need to fulfill after we do this podcast. uh, Coffee orders. People have been buying at broadporchcoffee.com. Guess what? I was roasting. That's my pitch. Um... And uh, it's good. I mean, the nice thing is we're talking about retail sales. Right. We like we're doing so well during Christmas. And you could tell people were buying presents. For coffee, yeah. Now we're selling to people who are like, they drink coffee for a living. <laughs> Basically. I salute you. Two pound bags. So most of the orders we're having are like two pound bags, people buying Two two pound bags. I'm yeah, like, yeah, that is a serious coffee drinker. One guy bought four pounds from us like 
two weeks ago. He's buying again. I'm like, I salute you. Yeah, you like, are like, that's you're like our level to drink coffee. Uh, so good. So we appreciate anyone out there who would like to try some of our coffee or if you've learned to enjoy our coffee, you keep buying. Like right. I said earlier, yeah. the coffee we're shipping. <laughs> that's right. Was roasted by me. Yep. Uh, we, Don't blame me. <laughs> we, we we did our experiment this this week where we uh, you know yeah. had just in case our partner Phil if he was ever Needed not around to, yeah you can now roast and I'm your your little elf helper yes bagging bagging, bagging pouring beans grinding getting things beans. ready grinding getting everything ready we're a good team yep we're yep. a good team in life. And in love. And in coffee. Yes. Okay, so if you want to order a coffee this week, do it. Broadporchcoffee.com. Yay! This podcast is in you. Three, three, two, two one. one. Bye. Bye.